attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Dana, I want to sail away. Sail away. I don't know the song. I got to learn the song, but I'm ready oh, to sail away. Come sail away. Come, come sail, sail away. away. Come no. sail away. No, but me. Disney has their own, like, sail away song that they do, apparently, when you're sailing away. Oh, I'm singing you sticks. Oh, well, whatever. Anyway, if you guys have not figured out by now, Dana and I are a little excited about this uh, little ship. By that, I mean gigantic, insane ship. You know, like... I am blown away by cruise ships. I don't understand how they float. I don't understand how all that is on a thing that floats. I don't, like floating, I'm not a physicist, clearly. Floating blows my mind. Like how do those giant aircraft carriers carrying airplanes float? I don't know how airplanes fly and I don't know how cruise (laughs) ships float. Like I just think it's all magic. Or we're in some sort of weird um, alternate universe where these things make sense. Who like, knows? Why this, do they float? This, They're so big. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah. so yeah, Dana and I have got uh, cruise ships on our mind because the long-awaited, I think we talked about this like a year ago, literally. I think we first yeah. started talking about it a year ago. Uh, the Disney Wish is here. It's in Florida. Well, it's in Castaway Key right now, but it's got people on it. We're seeing it finally. And you know what? I was like, Blown away, they kept it all under wraps. They did not show you much of anything from inside that ship until all the influencers got on it yesterday. I know. So, yeah. So what we're talking about, folks, is that the the Disney Wish is the newest cruise ship that Disney has unveiled. It's the newest in 10 years. So it's kind of due. And, oh, my gosh, this thing looks incredible. Adam and I have been following all of the people to see all of their content. <laughs> because, first off, Adam, we got to talk about that they did the christening on YouTube yesterday of the ship. And so we watched it thinking we're going to get to sneak peek of what this ship is going to look like. And instead, we got like the the razzle dazzle of Disney. We were literally texting back and forth. Dana and I were watching this and we're like, I was like, are we hate watching the christening? We were were hate watching the christening. Like, it was like, I don't even know. First of all, I don't know why it wasn't on the ship. Like, why did you not have the christening on the deck of the ship? Second, if you didn't see it, they used the ship as a background. Yep. They had a stage set up at Port Canaveral at the port. Yep. Right? They had the stage with video screens, an audience that we came to learn was full of, like, Disney execs and influencers, basically, and journalists. Yes. Put that in quotes. Like, the local Yokel news stations were down there, and Good Morning America did a whole thing. By the way, I watched the Good Morning America segment from Christening Day. It was 35 seconds long. They asked the reporter really? two questions and then moved on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like pegged it as like, ooh, first exclusive look inside the Disney Wish. And it was like one segment where they asked the correspondent like two questions and they showed like stock video we've already seen in the ship. And I was like, give me a it's break. Like, what do you think? It's <sighs> good. I don't like morning. <laughs> good job. Good journalism anymore. there. Good yeah. morning, America. <laughs> so it's not even journalism. It's their own company. They're owned by Disney. Like out there. Anyway. So um They had this stage, and they brought out the performers. I think what they did is basically what's going to be their, that ship sail away show. So I've been, let me, let me just backtrack for two seconds. Um, Can you tell I'm a little excited about this? You are all over the place. I'm like, I've, I've become, guys, I've become cruise obsessed over the last. You have. You've been days. texting me all week before this christening video being like, <laughs> our cruise is too far away. I don't know what we're going to do. Maybe we should book more. Well, I just want to get on a cruise. I'm watching Adam Hatton and all these other YouTubers' old videos of their cruise ship experiences. I was like, Adam, you got to chill. I've been watching the Disney Wish, or no, the Disney Magic, the Fantasy. Like, Adam Hatton's been on all of them. I'm currently in the middle of his, he's on the Magic, I think. And they're like him and his friend, not his usual friend, Gary C., some other friend, some lady. I don't know. She's not Gary C. Anyway, they're like off on a cruise around Europe in this vlog from 2019. And I'm like, I, I want to be on the ship. I, I can't explain it. And I, <laughs> I've i gone cruise crazy. I'm watching this. <laughs> and I, what they do, they do, which Kurt and I were both watching it. 
And I was like, I can't wait till we are on the ship, on the deck, watching the sail away party. People are dancing. The characters are all out on the stage. They throw this whole party. And then the ship's horn does the when you wish upon a star. Like, are you kidding me? Anyway, so (laughs) this show, Dana, just explain it. It's like the equivalent (laughs) of those horns that like grandpas have on their RVs. It's like, (laughs) but it's like times a million because it's the, yeah. yeah, Which, by the way, when they do the fireworks off the boat, because did you know that Disney Cruise Line is the only cruise line allowed to shoot fireworks off their boat because apparently the fireworks that they use turn into fish food when they land in the ocean. Of course I know this because we learned that from Andrew Cover. That's where we learned Yeah, it. he told us when he gave us his review of the dream, right? It was yeah. the dream that they went on? Yeah. yeah. But part of the show, the fireworks show, is that that horn on the ship does like every iteration of Disney song ever. I'm very excited for that. But so, Dana, just, I don't know, explain this stage show, the christening thing. You were like, there were so many sequins. <laughs> it was, um, if you recall the ribbon dancers of the 1980s, it was like ribbon dancers galore. It was total perfect Disney cheese with like 20 yep. dancers cheesily grinning at the camera as they danced in pod parade with their ribbons and their their sequined outfits to some cheesy Disney music. And I was here for it at the beginning. Um, and then it didn't stop. It was like, it oh, going. I thought this was going to be a two-minute little sequence. And then it was like they just kept dancing. And then Bob Chapek would come out and be like, hey, everybody, oh. welcome. Why wasn't he wearing sequins? He should have been. Like a blue sequin suit. They had all the characters in their show. Like, what did you call them? Aren't, they, aren't those like the fancy costumes that the characters have that are glittery and sequiny? And then you have their regular ones. Yeah, they have the articulated heads. So that means that Mickey and Minnie can talk or their mouths move up and down. So they had them. They had kids come out. Three kids that were part of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which I thought oh, was sweet. the best moment yep. of the whole thing was to see these kids get to be like the kind of grand marshals so to speak, of the Disney wish. Then Bob Chapek comes back out and is like, again, I'm still here making money, and I'm also going to say let's let's christen this ship. Uh, they do, oh. But at least Josh Tomorrow was there. Yes. Everybody seems to love Josh Tomorrow. That man should be yeah. in charge. So he got to show up and say a few things. But then the christening. Yes, he did. He did, but then, yes, we had our Bob Paycheck, as I recently Bob heard him, re- re- <laughs> Bob Paycheck, uh, show up. Um, and so then they're like, okay, we're going to christen this. Now, I don't know about you, Adam, but to me, christening a ship or a boat is like when you take a bottle of champagne and break it bow. against the side. On yeah. the bow of the ship. Yeah, that's how you christen yeah. a ship. Yeah, and so instead they just had some more fireworks go off, like some little cannony. No, and on the video screen, they popped a bottle of champagne on the video screen. Yeah. But there was no, like, actual, like, somebody on, like, Captain Minnie should have been up on the boat with a bottle of champagne smashing it on the bow of the boat or something. Or Bob Paycheck again. Like, oh. somebody should have been up there. I, well, I don't want to, but they, I, I know they say, won't put alcohol in a character's hands. But at the same time, like, they should have done something, and they didn't. <laughs> and then, Adam, it was like, and that's all, folks. We're done. And we were both like. But you forgot the best part. Oh, what? That it started raining on all of them? Well, it was amazing. I was waiting for one of them to fall. But, no, when they popped the virtual champagne and christened the boat. All the cast members who were working on the boat were out oh, on the yeah. balconies, like at the end of Fantasmic, and they were waving. Yes. The, the, that was, I liked that. I did appreciate that. That it was, was cute. like a little hat tip to Fantasmic. And that was also a reminder that, like, oh, yeah, so there are people on the boat. Like, we could be on there. We, the collective viewers of this christening. So then immediately the YouTube live link is like, and that's all. So we're done here. And you and I started feverishly texting each other going, are you kidding me? They're not going to actually show the boat? Like, I was expecting, like, a tour, like, uh, look too. at the theaters and the dining and blah, blah, blah. So instead what they've done, Disney, they released Two photos to Entertainment Weekly, (laughs) one of the Galactic Lounge, the Star Wars Lounge, which we'll get to in a second. The other was of the Marvel dining experience. So Dana and I have had to resort to social media 
to figure out what is on this ship and what it looks like. And there are some vloggers and influencers we follow who are on the ship. They're on a cruise right now. It's like the media cruise is happening right now. Mm -hmm. And also I feel bad because they canceled the two cast member preview cruises because the ship wasn't ready yet. I know. All those poor cast members that were excited to go on the cruise. I hope they reschedule them or get them on cruises or something. I'm sure they will. Like that's such a bummer because they were supposed to do test cruises before the media cruise. So like, iron out the kinks of everything um, with some cast members on board, like they do for a ride at the park. So they do the cast member previews and stuff like that. They also did that with the cruises when they brought them back after the pandemic. So when they decided to reinstate them, they had cast members come on to kind of test it. Um, I, yeah, I'm following all of the social media people. I know you and I will shout out the points guys. Yeah. They have done a great job blogging and vlogging all of this. So if you're wanting to really see the interior, you should go look up the points guys because they've got some great pictures and video and also the crew we always shout out to molly at all ears yes the crew at all ears is on the boat and they've been putting some great content up they're not instagramming everything they're like building pages on their website and then linking it in instagram and they have like full room tours dining review they did the um Last night, they everybody got to go do the Marvel dining thing, which looks amazing. Yeah. So let's remind everybody that there are on this ship, and this is how all of the Disney ships operate. And if you've been on a cruise, you know that you get like an assigned time and table to come and eat. And at Disney, they have three different dining halls, and you rotate throughout your trip. Um, at one, at least one, maybe two experiences at each of them for this particular uh cruise ship the wish they've got three rooms one is a frozen themed like i i get the sense that it's like a dinner theater show yeah so the story it's a dinner show yeah and they said the story picks up right after frozen 2 awesome i love frozen so if you want to know what happens next in the land of arendale after frozen 2 you apparently have to book the disney wish it's the only way to find out what's in canon and what happens to <laughs> All of those friends is get on the wish. I hope they don't kill off Kristoff. <laughs> Do you imagine like mid second course, Kristoff is killed in the middle. I I'm in a dark place because I know we're about to get the new season of Stranger Things or Volume Two, and so I'm like, who are they gonna kill off on Stranger Things? Shh, we haven't finished. We haven't finished. What? We don't. None of us know yet but, for Volume no, Two. No, but we're still not done. Oh, but with volume with the first half of this season. Well, you we need to finish it. But what I'm saying is, in season two or volume two, they're going to kill off a bunch of characters, and so I'm like, is that what they're just going to do with everything that we love, all the joy in this world right now? Is just kill off characters? So does Barb come back? That's what I need to know. Just no I'm spoilers. Stuck on this. No spoilers. Does she come back? Because justice for Barb. You know, I have a Barb keychain. I did not know. I have a Funko Pop keychain of Barb because. Justice for Barb. Of course you do. She was gone too soon. And they just forgot about her. Anyway. Okay, so so we've got the Arendelle (laughs) Dining Hall. And then the second one is a 1920s lounge vibe that is to look kind of like the early years of Walt Disney. 1923 is what it's called. Yes. And I get the impression it's going to be kind of like... Kind of like Carthay Circle in its style and tone. Mm-hmm. And the chairs looked awesome at that, like, emerald green backing, emeraldy, olivey green. Oh, it's beautiful. And it's like, I think it's a nice substitution for it. Because they have some super fancy restaurants, which we got to talk about if we're going to try to, like, ditch the kids one night, send them to the clubs, and the four of us go have a nice dinner. Yeah. One of those nights. We should discuss that. Because they have super, they have, like, three super, super high-end with, like, insane chefs restaurants they have palo which is on all the ships and then they've got like one that's i don't know be our guest no or something like that it's it's a beauty and the beast theme i don't remember its name but it's a beauty and the beast theme so this one looks like the nice like if you're not going to pay the extra money to go to those you still get a nice dinner in a very fancy setting at 1923 yes And then the last one that looks really cool and super unique is a Marvel-themed dining experience. And so that's what you're describing that all of the media cast got to experience yesterday, I believe. Yeah, I didn't want to watch. Like, a bunch of them were posting the videos that, like, part of the story. And I skipped those because I'm going to try to avoid all the spoilers. I want us to be able to go to that dinner Mm -hmm. and really experience it and, like, be surprised, which is going to be hard. 
for like to make it till April of next year. Yeah. But I do. I want to be surprised. I want to experience it for the first time. Same with the Frozen show. Me too. So the dining looks amazing. And I am still like blows my mind that you can just order like everything. <laughs> like if you want to try th- two of the appetizers and two of the mains, they'll just bring it to you. Yeah, I would encourage everybody to go back, including you, Adam, go back and listen to Andrew Cover's review of his last cruise because he talks about that that he and that you could order like dessert or ice cream is I think what they got a lot to your own room, which is really yeah, incredible. Mickey bars. Yep, Mickey bars. So Mickey I think bars. that's so awesome. I did a cruise so a long time ago. It was a carnival cruise, and I remember being torn between like trying one appetizer or the other, and like we'll bring you both. So. This is like a very indulgent experience, a cruise, clearly. I I am here for it, and I cannot wait. You know the other thing they do, speaking of food, and then we can move on to a couple of the other things before we shut up about the cruise. But, like, since we booked our cruise, I've, like, got it in the app now, and I, like, every day there's, like, a countdown in the app. It's super cute. It's, like, eight bajillion days until we actually go. But you can pre-order things now That'll be in your stateroom when you get there. And one of them is the souvenir beer stein. What? And apparently if you buy this beer stein, okay. you get a chip so that it basically makes the beers are significantly cheaper the entire trip. Define significantly. Chip. Let me, you know what? I'm going to pull it up okay? because it looked significantly cheaper. Like if you buy the the beer stein you get, and then you don't have to bring your beer stein with you to everything. You just bring this chip and they give it to you. Like they're like, Oh yeah. I also want to see this beer stein. Like, is this like, an okay, obnoxious? I think all beer steins are pretty obnoxious looking, but I am curious to know. It's pro- it's got like the Disney cruise line logo in it. I don't think it, maybe it's more like a Pilsner glass. Oh, that's better than, than a beer stein. Beer, beer steins are so heavy. Thing. It's like, I know. Look, here's the countdown. We have 290 something days, 53 minutes. Wow. (laughs) Not that I'm counting. So, okay, I'll get to it in a second. It's going to take it a second to load. But so anyway, they have, but then they do like drink packages you can buy and all this stuff, or you just buy as you go. Um, There's like free drinks one night when they do the captain's reception or something like that. I don't know. I'm, Excited. Well, while you look up the beer stein, I want to talk about the rooms. Yes. So we've also seen through all of the social media stuff, people are now in the rooms and we have a good look at them. I don't think there's a bad room type to book, but you can get, you know, an interior room. You can get the rooms with like a porthole. So you still have a little view. And then there's like the veranda type, which is what you and I booked. And then there's like more of a family yep. version that has bunk beds. Those yeah. rooms I cannot wait. They look surprisingly large for what they are. Like the bathroom itself looks like a full-size bathroom. They have a pull-out couch as the second bed in there if you're bringing kids. And then, of course, that yep. that balcony, that veranda looks just oh my stunning. And so we're doing – we have adjoining rooms, mm-hmm. Dana's family and my family. We've got adjoining rooms, which would be nice because we can like pop the kids in one when they go to sleep and we can all hang out in another one or whatever – uh, I read on there the balcony. We can ask them in advance to take out the middle partition. Oh, and we'll have one really long balcony. They do that for the adjoining rooms. So we have to like link our reservations or something, and then call them, and then they'll set it up ahead of time where they take out the partition, and we've got this like extra long balcony out there. That's incredible. Let's definitely do that. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Okay, so I found the beer. It is a beer stein here. I'm going to show it to Dana. You guys can't see it at home. But oh, it's a cheesy like a, beer stein. It's a classic. Yeah, it's a cheesy beer tall, stein. Tall, cheesy beer stein that says Disney Cruise Line on it. Yeah, so it's fifteen twenty five. And what that does, it's a 21-ounce beer mug is what they're calling it. So basically what it does is it lets you get 21-ounce beers for the price of 16-ounce beers the entire trip. If you like beer, that's not a bad option. I'm not a beer person, though. Ryan is. Ryan likes beer. This, I, I like yeah, Ryan, beer. Yeah, but I, I don't think Ryan will like the options on this. They're not like Ryan's. Ryan likes the crafty beers. He does. Yeah, this is like Heineken, Bud Light, Miller Light, Stella, Angry Orchard, Michelob Ultra, Sam Adams, Blue Moon, and Newcastle. 
All of these are passes for the Johnston family. Yeah. That's a no. Yeah. So all these things you can buy ahead of time, like souvenirs and bags, but you can buy like the wine packages and stuff for dinner every night. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Anyway, so the rooms look amazing. As the you rooms saying. look incredible. They, if you've like watched any vlogs or you've been on a Disney cruise before, they look so much better than the old ships. It's just the beds look comfy. The rooms look nice. I am... Slightly terrified about ever staying in an inside cabin with no window. Like, I don't. Yeah. I just pay the little extra money, folks, and get the room with at least a porthole. Yeah. Right? Like, how do you even know what time of day it is? I would just sleep in till like noon every day because it would be pitch black in there and I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we are super excited to go on the cruise. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's one more thing I wanted to mention. Okay. So the bars and the lounges. Look amazing. There's the star that well, we'll get to Star Wars in two seconds, but there is a Princess and the Frog themed lounge that I've seen some photos of that is stunning like, absolutely stunning. You know what it reminds me of? It looks like um, Catch. If you've been to Las Vegas and at the Aria, they have, or in LA. That's what I thought of. Yes. It looks like Catch with the flowers on the ceilings and like kind of cascading Mm -hmm. down. It looks really beautiful. I know. I'm excited about that one. And then, okay, because we've been on a kick on this podcast lately about Disney's exuberant, and this will lead into our next little fun game Dana and I are going to play. We've been on this kick about Disney's exuberant adventures, I guess we could call them. Started with the Star Wars Hotel, and now the... Oh, by the way, that cruise sold out in like a day. Oh, I know. the cruise, the flight around the world Uh, that we talked about. Sir, who called it? I told you you that that that. 110K cruise is going to sell out within (laughs) minutes, and it did. There's already a wait list. So... If, you know, you're really itching to spend some money on your, you've already booked your Disney cruise. Do you want to spend, I don't know, another $5,000? You can buy the $5,000 cocktail at the Star Wars bar on the Disney Wish. They have a $5,000 cocktail. It apparently comes out in like a droid with lights and this and that and all these things. I do not know for the life of me who is going to buy it, but it's probably the people who are staying in like the three tower, three floor suite or something like that on the ship. But can you, you sent me the video of somebody ordered it or, or I think they were doing it for a promo because the person brought it had a media show. Yeah. yeah. Had a cast member a t- ID tag. But can you tell me what is in this drink? Like what makes this yeah. $5,000? So, and is it shareable or is that for one person? I hope to God it's shareable. I like hope it's shareable for the entire bar. Um, so Entertainment Weekly wrote an article about it because this is how absurd this is. So it is a $5,000 cocktail. And what it is, <laughs> so the social media video basically shows a drink is served in a droid-inspired container. I hope you get to take the droid-inspired container home. You better. With you for the (laughs) $5,000. It is called the Kabur Crystal Drink. Okay. It includes smoke, lightning, and sound effects. For (laughs) $5,000? Apparently. I don't know what's in it. There's probably blue Crusoe in it or Midori. I'm sure one of the two are involved in this cocktail. I don't know. (laughs) It doesn't say? $5,000 for a cocktail. No, they said EW was like, we can't confirm what the ingredients are in the drink. Okay. But there's like a YouTube video that explains it, and I'm just not going to play it right now because we don't even need to tempt ourselves with. I guarantee you, though, there's blue Curacao or Midori in this cocktail. 100%. Okay, that's your homework assignment, Adam, is next week I need you to find out what are the ingredients and if it's shareable because inquiring minds need to know. I hope. It's probably like a fishbowl. Like, <laughs> so go to those bars and they like bring out the God knows what is in it cocktail. Like at Tiki Bars. And straws sticking out of it. Yeah. 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 Um, also, they were getting flack though that they didn't come up with new drinkware or anything for the oh. Star Wars bar. They're reusing um, the like souvenir mugs from Oga's Cantina and from the Galactic Star Cruiser. They didn't oh. come up with something new. I'm sure they'll fix that. So if everybody wants to donate $5,000, Dana and I will try the cocktail on the Disney Wish when we go in April. Now, 
Now, listeners, we have a bone to pick with you because nobody decided to fund our $110,000 jet trip per our last conversation. So this is your big opportunity to get back into our good graces and give us $5,000 so we can tell you what this drink really entails. And Dana will eat a turkey leg, too, on board with the cocktail if you give us the $5,000. All splurge for the turkey leg. You want to give us $5,000 to try this drink, I will happily eat two turkey legs for that price. Whoa! Tag. All right, everybody, you heard it there. If somebody sends five grand for the cocktail on the ship, Dana will eat two turkey legs. Might be worth the 5000 uh, speaking of your favorite restaurants, I'm 100% going to the Olive Garden in Times Square tomorrow night before we go see a show. Oh, Broadway. of course you are. Of course you are. The Olive Garden. Ugh, I can't. In Times Square, it's an event. Oh, my goodness. Is it any different than a regular Olive Garden in Times no, Square? No, 100% not. But, <laughs> you know, my life goal right now is to get tickets to the Olive Garden Times Square New Year's Eve party they throw every year. Oh, my goodness. You, it's all you can eat. No. It's in the middle of Times Square. You get to watch the whole thing from their windows. They limit it. It's like all the breadsticks, salad, pasta, drinks, blah, 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 all night. And it's like, I don't know, it's something like $500 a person or something. No. Life goals. Life goals to go to the Olive Garden Times Square New Year's Eve party. <laughs> what a way to ring in the new year. Oof. Hey. So speaking of splurging. <laughs> Dana has come up with a fun little game. She's calling Skipper Splurge. Yeah. I feel like we haven't done a game in a while on this podcast. No. So I wanted to, and frankly, we get this question a lot, or I hear this from clients a lot of like, is this worth doing? And the short answer. No. But we're going to get into long, specific answers. The short answer is like, <laughs> that's just as dependent on your family and what you want out of this vacation. But we're going to it's do. Dependent it, on your bank account. And your bank account. Uh, we're going to do a game, skip or splurge on your Disney trip, either Disneyland or Disney World. We came up with eight different topics. We're going to go through each of them, and Adam and I are going to debate whether we think it's worth skipping or splurging on your next Disney trip. And I also want to throw a major caveat out there that like some of these things might be worth splurging on based off of your family's needs and even our families are probably going to have very different answers so there are things on this list that i would skip on one kind of trip and there are times where i have already splurged on it on another one so there's no right or wrong answer here true all right okay are you ready adam i'm ready did you eat a maraschino cherry out of your cocktail is that what you just did? oh dana i do not do maraschino cherries Okay. I do these very fancy soaked in bourbon cherries from Italy. Oh. Thank you very much. That I buy at Italy because my oh. office happens to be four floors above Italy in New York, which is a very dangerous situation that I work above Italy. Yeah. But these cherries in a cocktail, oh my gosh. Oh, I love Italy. We're sounding so coastal right now, but anytime I am going out to um, to the west side with any of the people who work at the Discovery Networks, I'm always like, let's go to Italy because it's my golden opportunity to go there. Have you been I to the one it. in Vegas yet? Yes. We've stayed at that hotel. They have an Italy at the Park MGM. Oh, yeah. You did stay there because we mm-hmm. stayed there. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Best $45 slice of pizza you'll ever eat. Oh, so good. <laughs> oh, okay, guys. So skip or splurge. First one. And I think this is more for Walt Disney World because there aren't as many for Disneyland, but a premium view room. So every category deluxe moderate value will give you the option of upgrading for anywhere like from like 30 or 40 bucks a night to sometimes like double your price tag for a quote premium view. So Adam, is it worth it? Well, and we got to say like this would be like a Disneyland. It's like a view of if you're at Grand Cal, it's like a perfect view of California Adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're at the Disneyland Hotel, it's like high floor view out over the downtown Disney and the theme parks. Or for a couple hundred bucks less, you can be staring at a parking lot. Yeah, give me the parking lot. Like, skip it. You're barely in your room. When you're at the parks, you're there to be in the parks. Spend your money in the parks. Don't spend your money to have a little better view. I say skip it. We never, ever, ever book the premium views. We always book the standard. Even when we went to Alani in Hawaii, we booked the standard view and we had a view of the parking garage and the conference center 
and we didn't care because we were in our hotel room to sleep. Right. Yeah, you did have a pretty bad uh, view on that Alani trip. Bad. <laughs> but I agree with you. And I would say for Disney World, especially the moderate and the value, like we talked about in one of our previous episodes, those are like kind of motel style hotel rooms. So they have a entrance that heads outside versus inside into a lobby. Those types of rooms, like there is really no difference of a premium versus a standard view. It's more like no. you might be a little bit closer to the pools or the main area, but you are walking. You stay at any moderate or value. You are expecting to do a fair amount of walking to get to your hotel room. Don't spend an extra 30 or $40 on top of that, unless maybe you might have mobility issues. Like if there's a mobility situation, then maybe it's worth being a little bit closer to the lobby. I wouldn't spend your money on the premium view. I would say, though, when you check in, it is always worth asking for, hey, you booked a standard view room, ask for something closer to the lobby. Just ask when you check in. Like, even if you do the mobile check-in where it'll just send you your room number when it's time, when you show up at the resort, go to the front desk and talk to them. Like, this is what happened with us when we were at Port Orleans Riverside. I went to the front desk and they moved our room closer to the pool because we wanted to be closer to the pool. Yeah. And they just did. So always ask. Always ask. It's Disney. They want to try to accommodate as best as they can. So I totally agree. Okay. So we're saying skip on the premium view rooms overall. Yeah. Skip it. Okay. Number two. I'm very curious what you think of this one, Adam. The Bippity Boppity Boutique. Now, it was just announced <laughs> that it's coming back to both Disneyland and Disney World, which is exciting. Literally, my sister texted me about an hour ago. Abby, yeah. just sending me the link that it's coming back to Disney World. And she texted me and she goes, start planning. <laughs> because that's what she wanted to do so much with her kid. And I felt bad, but it was closed when they came out. I know. Um, so I think it's important you should know that the Bippity Boppity Boutique, which is a you know hour-long experience for your child to get to be totally decked out to the nines in a full princess or, or pirate or... Um, like Prince so costume, much um, but especially for the girls, they get like a costume, the jewelry, um, they do get they their do hair. Boys there now? Yeah, they do princes. And I think they used to do pirates um, or maybe it's just princes, like knights and princes. Oh, that's cute. I know. Are they open to doing boys who want to be a princess? Yes, I definitely know that they are because I follow a woman on TikTok who has a little boy with autism who wanted to be dressed up as a girl. And this is before the pandemic. And he got to put, I think he picked a Princess Tiana dress and it was really cute. Um, so anyhow, that whole experience is going to run you around $200 a kid for the costume. And you get to keep all of it and they do your hair and makeup. And it's a really beautiful moment for a child to get to be totally like like spa treatment style dolled up, but it's $200. So is it worth it, Adam? I say for the kids, like my niece would absolutely love it. And I'm thinking about it, it's only $200. And I'm sorry to say it's only $200, but like my barber in New York is 60 bucks pre-tip for my haircut, but he does a dang good job. If you're in New York, go see Tyler, public image. But he does <laughs> such a good job. We've been going to him for years. Literally went to him while we lived in New York, moved to California, and then came back and went back to him. He's 60 bucks. So, like, eh, you know what? You get to keep the costume. You get glitter everywhere. I can't wait for my sister to be finding glitter on everything for six months after my niece goes and does it. So I say yes, do it. It's a cool experience. Like, it's amazing for the kids. Spoken like a true brother. You're so kind to yep. your sister. As the person who has a little girl in this group, I actually was going to say to skip it. That's also coming from the place where my daughter isn't one that... I'm telling Ray. I'm telling Ray. Tell her. I don't think she wants to do it. She's kind of over the princesses at five and a half, almost six years old now. She's kind of over them. Why I think it's not worth it, it depends on your kid. It totally depends on your kid and everything I understand about Abby. This would fit so well for your niece. For my kid, she is more than happy to wear more or less like a t-shirt dress that's a princess style that I can buy for 20 bucks on Amazon. She does not want glitter in her hair. She doesn't want all, well, she probably would want glitter in her hair. But all I'm trying to say is like, I don't think she needs it as much as other kids might appreciate it. So I would rather save my 200 bucks and spend it elsewhere uh, at the parks, which, you know, we will spend it elsewhere. Um, <laughs> but for my family, I would say skip it. 
I think it's just dependent on your kid and their age and their interest. Fair. Next up, speaking of that $200, this is roughly in that same ballpark. How about the ticketed events or holiday parties that they do at the park? So those usually can run anywhere from like as low as $130 or up to $200. And it's usually, what, like four or five hours extra into yeah. the parks where it they'll do the, you know, the boo bash or the oogie boogie bash for Halloween time. They'll do the Christmas specials and they they pull out all the stops. So but is it worth it? I've got thoughts on this. Yeah. Yes. Is it worth it? Skip it or splurge it? I would do it if you don't have a little kid who needs to go to bed at like six, seven o'clock. If your kid's older and can stay up later, like a night like that, and do something extra special where they get to stay up super late, like when Noah's older, we'll get back into doing it. Because what we used to do pre-pandemic is we would book our trip to Disney World and we would fly down during the day and then go to the park. Like if Magic Kingdom had the villains after hours or something, that would be our time in the Magic Kingdom. Because we weren't spending that much time in the Magic Kingdom without yeah. a kid. And so like getting to go there at night, you're still you're paying less than you're paying for a ticket to the park for the day. You have free range. You don't have to have a ticket as well. This is your ticket to the park that night. They let you in at like seven o'clock. Sometimes earlier, the park stays open till midnight or later on some of these. The rides are literally all walk-ons. And there's like usually like free sodas, free popcorn, things like that that they do throughout the night. And I think in those instances, totally worth it. Because that was like the perfect way to do the Magic Kingdom. We could ride the rides we wanted to ride. They have some incredible special shows that they do, uh, especially the Magic Kingdom when they do these. Like the Halloween stuff. They have the Sanderson sisters. They have the Sanderson yes. sisters out in Florida who do a whole, I'll put a spell on you. I want to buy the ticket for that alone. But I would, if you're going to the parks and you're going to Disney World for a vacation, just make that your Magic Kingdom day. Or if you're going to do Magic Kingdom twice, do a day thing there and then make this your second day at Magic Kingdom. Go at night. Like you can do everything you want to do at the park at night with minimal weights and some extra shows. So I say yes. I think I think the after hours stuff is totally worth it. Yeah, I think that's a really good tip. I think I'm in a place where I would say do it, but splurge on a ticketed event, but do it like once every 10 years. And that's going to work out well in your favor if you don't have kids or when your kids are old enough. Because here the other day I was saying I was going to get some Halloween tickets for us at Disneyland. My kid is still a early to bed, early to rise kiddo. And I just don't think she's like prepared to be up that late. So I don't really want to spend almost $200 a person for her plus a hotel down there to have to do that at this age. But I agree with you, Adam, the moment she is old enough to stay up that late, I'm going to book either Halloween or Christmas because it is really magical. But it is the price of a ticket for the day. So keep that in mind. Um, I think it's a good once every 10 years option. All right. Fair. Okay, next up, do you think it's worth it to skip or splurge on the dessert or the dinner viewing parties for fireworks? Skip, or- move on. <laughs> skip, just move on, skip. You're really serious. <laughs> you have a, You don't want to do the dessert parties at all. They're, they're by the way, like no, at, around $100, so. Yeah, you get like little nibbles of cakes and cookies and stuff. To what? Like have your own little area to stand in to watch the fireworks when like you can see the fire. You can find the fireworks spot. If Kurt and I could find a fireworks spot 10 minutes before the fireworks with a sleeping baby in the stroller where we could perfectly see the fireworks, you can find a spot to watch the fireworks. You do not need to pay for these dessert parties where you have some crummy desserts that are probably stale anyway. Like, go get yourself something from the confectionery, something way better than you'll get there at way less, and stand there on Main Street and watch the fireworks. I love how passionate you are about this. I don't disagree. I don't think they're worth it. Um, I think that they can be fun if you really, you know, want the desserts. But I agree. The fireworks are in the sky. So there's really no bad spot to watch them. I mean, there's some not great spots, but you're going to have a good time seeing them. You get stuck behind a tree. Yeah, but you're not. But even still, you're going to see them. So I think you're fine. I, I wouldn't spend my money they're on it. Bad desserts. Like, just bad. Yeah. So skip no. it. Okay. 
Okay. Genie Plus and Lightning Lane. This is the $15 a person or $20 a person if you're at Disneyland. Splurge. Uh, this well, this is, uh, you know, are you going to spend <laughs> this per person to be able to essentially skip the lines for yes. most of the rides? 150,000% yes. Okay. I agree. I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum, I feel like, at this on this podcast, that it is totally worth it, especially if you're going on a vacation to Disney World once every couple of years. If you have educated yourself in the art of using it, fiddle-faddling, things like that, you've got your game plan, you know what you're going to do. Even though Disney's like, it'll allow you access to two or three rides on the lightning lane. No, no, no. If you're an expert fiddle-faddler, like I you know, claim that I am, you can get plenty of rides and get your money worth Expert it. Expert fiddle faddler? Are you kidding me, Adam? She <laughs> <laughs> got a button, like a Disney button. This is expert fiddle faddler. <laughs> You'll get kicked out. You can't call yourself an it's expert fiddle faddle. <laughs> you know what that sounds like? You know, you're an expert yeah, fiddle faddler. Fiddle faddling. Fiddle faddle. Okay, so we agree. Get Genie Plus. It's worth it. It's not even that expensive. And it will never be this low of a price tag. 15 bucks or 20 bucks. No, like you know that Skyrocket. it's gonna get to $50 <laughs> probably within a year. So buy it and buy it now. <laughs> um, okay, number six, guided tours. Now, this is like the walk in Walt's footsteps or the wild Africa trek over Animal Kingdom. These can be like multi-hour experiences. Oftentimes you get to go backstage. You're you're with a guide, a VIP guide yep. who's giving you like insider information about the parks or kind of based off of whatever theme. Thoughts? Are they worth it or should you skip them? So we did one. We did the Keys to the Kingdom tour Mm -hmm. at the Magic Kingdom on our honeymoon. Worth it for that. It was really special because it was a special trip, right? It was our honeymoon. So it was a special trip. Worth it. We got to go down to the Utilidor. I will say, though, actually, now that I'm thinking about it and we've done it, it was special in the moment and you learned some history. You really have to have a good tour guide to make it worth it who's really into it and really into the history and really excited about it. Cause I think he could get a dud. I no, I'm going to say not worth it because there's so many like podcasts you can listen to now and like everything else to get that history. It is cool in some ways, but I don't know. And then the things over at animal kingdom where you can like walk above the animals on those like rope bridges and stuff. Now, hold on. Ryan and I on our honeymoon did the Wild Africa Trek. That's the one that you're talking about. It is like a three or four hour experience. And I can't remember the price tag, but I think it was around $150 a person. So the same price as a ticketed event evening situation. They fed us a meal. It was a small group of 30 people. We did. We got to walk across the alligator pit during the safari. We got to walk basically the entire safari. That's kind of cool. It was incredible. This is like one of my favorite experiences I've ever had at a Disney park was doing the Wild Africa Trek. I cannot recommend it enough. I don't need to do it every time. I would get bored of it, I'm sure, by then. But to hear your guides explain like how Animal Kingdom treats the animals, you get to go up and feed a couple of the giraffes. You get to be like face-to-face with a giraffe, that was an awesome experience. They take you on the savanna and you have your meal and really get to talk with your guides. I do think it's worth it. I think it's a a once-in-a-lifetime situation. I wouldn't do it every time, just maybe do it once. And then for my own nostalgia, I have to say the keys to the kingdom that you're describing, it means a lot to me personally because I did it when I was 17 years old. So I would highly recommend it to anybody who's a Disney nerd like us. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a Disney nerd. But I did that tour when I was 17 and I didn't know anything about what I wanted to do in this world yet because who knows what they want to do at 17. (laughs) Um, And we had a great guide. She used to be the fairy godmother at Disney world so she was telling us about the character department she talked about auditions and i for whatever reason it just kind of clicked there i was like i could do that and so a few years later when i was in college i did and here's my very special moment when i was a character i was i was alice in this moment or friends with alice um, they have a cafeteria down in the utilidors it's called the mouse cateria and i was on my lunch break i so i had 
my wig on and then like street clothes basically. <laughs> and I'm walking into the Mouseketeria and there is a Keys to the Kingdom tour group going by and the same individual was giving that tour. And I stopped her in her tour and was like, I know who you are. You gave me a tour like five years ago and told me about this job and I'm here right now. And so she gave me a hug. She asked me questions, kind of interviewed me on the spot with Aww, the guests. Cool. Uh, but it felt very full circle. So I do think that if you have anybody in your family that loves Disney or even as like a teenager thinking this could be a job, like that's a good tour to do for any of those behind the scenes nuts like ourselves. So I do think it's worth it. All right. Okay. All right. I all might right. have been persuaded. Um, okay. Well, how about the VIP tours at Disneyland or Disney World? <laughs> <laughs> we know that these are quite pricey. You're looking at like what, around. Dollars. Yeah. Let's just say it's like 800 to a thousand dollars an hour. For a group up to 10. Yeah. And you have to book it for eight hours. So there's no, like, I want yep. it just for one hour. Is it worth it? I think for a once in a lifetime experience, if you have the money to do it, yes. And that's because I have two dear friends who got to do it because their family paid for it. And when I worked at ABC, we kind of got a version of it when we were down at Disney World to cover the year of a million dreams. It's pretty cool. It's not like the Universal VIP tours. It's very different. And it's funny now, like we go to the parks and I watch these poor VIP tour guides who are like schlepping these families around the parks. And you're like, oh my gosh, they're like pushing strollers. <laughs> like it's, I mean, A, that would kind of be the job to get. I feel like that you've reached peak guest services if you're the tour guide person. Yeah. But I think it's worth, if you can afford it, I think it would be worth it to do once. Yeah, I agree with you. I would love to do it. So full disclosure, I've never done a VIP tour. I have friends who have. They say incredible things. I'd love to experience it. Um, I don't know if my wallet can accommodate the price tag of it or even sharing it. Like I know a lot of people will split it. Well, listeners. Oh, yes. Listeners, if you don't want to buy us a $5,000 cocktail on the Disney Wish, you can funnel that $5,000 over to us to do a VIP tour, and we will give you a very detailed explanation of what we experienced. <laughs> Worth your money, for sure. <laughs> okay, so we're saying do it once. with a huge major asterisk of it's probably only going to be once and only if you have the money. Yep. Okay, the last thing we should talk about if it's worth skipping or splurging on signature dining. So these are the like prefixed menu type locations, the fancier table service restaurants, like the California Grill in the Contemporary or Space 220. Space 220, Le Cellier at the Canada Pavilion. These are some of the very pricier restaurants. Victoria and Albert's. Napa Rose at California Grill. Like, yep. I love great food, so I would say do it. I love the signature dining because the food at Disney World, at some of these restaurants, and the chefs that they bring in is out of this world. Like, you, like I grew up in Kansas where we would go to Worlds of Fun as our little theme park, and theme park food was fried chicken, fingers, french fries, hamburgers, hot dogs, and cotton candy. Like, that, that was theme park food. Which, by the way, is still the same Disney theme park. park food at Universal <laughs> Studios. So if you're going to Universal Studios, that's all you're getting. Yeah. But some of the signature dining at the Disney parks, like we went to probably their top restaurant at Disneyland Paris. Uh-huh. At the Disneyland Hotel when we were there. Oh, my gosh, Dana. Like, I, I can't even begin to explain what that dining experience was like. It was... Incredible. I think you have to be careful about the signature dining experience you book. Like, you know, they would call be our guest right now a signature dining. It's not and that great. Cinderella's Royal Table. I would not yeah, tell anybody to book either great. of those. Go to the hotels. Like if you're or Space Two Twenty was amazing though. I have to say, I'll give it out to Space Two Twenty. Like that yeah. that meal was incredible. But I would say go to a signature dining at a hotel if you want a really incredible meal. Like, you will pay for it, but, like, California Grill, delicious every time. So we just did California Grill with Kim and Sierra. You guys heard us tell you about that experience. That was hands down, I think, 
collectively our favorite meal. It was so good. And we all had great meals the entire trip. There was not a miss in that bunch. It is a $90 prefix menu. So keep that in mind. That's without alcohol. We put the wine flight on there. We were looking at close to 150 a person. So I agree with you, Adam. I think it is worth it to splurge on a signature dining pending your group and also to not stick within the parks like go out and find Le Cellier is yeah, also really go good and hotels. that's an Epcot yeah um, but go to the hotels or go to some of those ones that get really great reviews well and the trick with Epcot is you have to remember a lot of those restaurants like Le Cellier Space 220 those aren't run by Disney those are run by a third party who bring in some incredible chefs to do it and that's also the case at some of these hotel restaurants too. Yes. So, and some of the chefs that they bring in are just the food is the food's incredible. And this is part of the reason why I also am like pushing towards one of those fancier ones on the cruise ship. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, Adam, well that is it for us. Those were all of our skip or splurge options and I appreciate all of your answers. That was really fun. Yeah, that was fun. I like that. We haven't done that in a while. We should do that more often. Yeah, we should. And let's hurry up and get on the cruise, please. Yes, please. I'm really having to resist. I'm really having to resist finding one before we go in April, but I will resist and save it for when we go in April. I'm already to the point. I was talking to my mom the other day. I was like, we could do one in San Diego or we could do the Alaska cruise. Like, I already want to do all the Disney cruises and I haven't even gone on one yet. So I'm right there with you. I know. Oh, we'll save it. As Kurt said to me, if you're watching the videos and the vloggers and everybody who's on The Wish right now, he's like, save it. Yep. And enjoy like the best that the wish is going to be. I was like, all yeah. right, fine. It's very true. Also, bank account. <laughs> that, <no. laughs> that too. All right. Well, with that, Adam, thank you again. It was great seeing you, folks. Uh, if Good you're, you. please reach out to us anytime. Please keep following us and liking us on Instagram. Help us get up that algorithm. We greatly appreciate it so that we can get people like Adam's hairstylist to be our sponsor one day and, and all oh the other gosh. various sponsors that we hope to it. get one day. <laughs> all right. Sponsored by Public Image, NYC, and the Olive Garden. On that note, uh, have a good week. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye.